0: what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the vanguard project podcast my name is austin jardine happy freaking monday i hope you all had a wonderful weekend and are ready to kick this week in the teeth uh for those of you joining for the first time welcome thank you i'm super excited to have you uh this is like the second or third episode of season three which still kind of blows my mind that I've uh, kept it up this long and feel very fortunate and thankful for all of you for tuning in for the sponsors shout out to the guys at Everly Stock for uh, helping me get connected with a bunch of folks Black Rifle Midwest all those guys so I'm super super thankful for those of you like I said maybe hopping on for the first time my mantra here is a uh, growth through story strength through community and uh, what I mean by that my little goal here is really to sit down with folks and have, uh, have them share with me their life story in a way that hopefully relates to you in some way, shape, or, uh, shape, or form. Um, Gets you excited about something, maybe find a new passion, a new interest, a new hobby, a new career track, um, or maybe just uh, some sort of community to tap into or something to get you out of a rut and uh, kind of move forward and maximize your life experience. So my goal really is not to talk about myself. Uh, it really ends up being uh 80-20, really where I'm more interested in what the interviewee has to share with me. You know, I'm really here to learn and have them showcase their life experience and knowledge. So um, I was really excited to sit down with Kate Neary because um, surfing is something I am not familiar with. I grew up in a, a landlocked state. I don't even think I've ever wake surfed. Um, I've done uh, wakeboarding a little bit, but not not even remotely the same. So um, this was a fun conversation and it was really neat to kind of tap into their community and lifestyle and the passion that it plays for them. So um, kind of to segue a little bit, you know, as a um, shortly after we had sat down and interviewed um it did come to my attention that there was a a surfing incident um an accident earlier i think the past week or so and want to extend my uh my condolences for the family the friends and everybody in the community just as a uh, kind of go through a, a pretty tough time and just wanted to you know bring that to attention and say that you know uh, as you listen to this conversation, I really hope that you understand what community uh, community means to these groups of folks in the surfing uh, uh, industry and community at large, just what uh, a family it seems to become. So um, without further ado, I don't want to babble too much. Um, I've tried to record this intro a couple times. It's a, a fun yet difficult one, um, but I hope you all uh, take some Great information away. I'll be sure to link um, Erie's website in the episode description as well as our Instagram. Um, Otherwise, I hope you all have a wonderful week and we will catch you here soon. what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the vanguard project podcast my name is austin jardine i'm excited because i'm sitting with kate and erie of uh, erie surfboards and i'm excited because there's something i didn't mention but uh, i don't think i've ever actually surfed maybe tried wake surfing once because i grew up in a landlocked state so i'm really interested in this conversation because not only that but sounds like you'll have some fun upbeat stuff to share with me so I don't want to take your guys' intros away, but if you don't mind maybe introducing yourself a little bit, and um, I will interrupt and ask questions from there. And there's a little bit of finger pointing, so we'll go ladies first. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. Uh, Well, first and foremost, my name is Kate Curtis. Um, I was born and raised pretty much in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Uh, lived here my whole life. It's a little small, fun little beach town. So it was really freaking cool to grow up in. Man, it was like if we weren't at the beach. I mean, we would go to school, you know, all that. But anytime we weren't at school or weren't chilling outside, riding bikes, and just throwing stuff at each other, we were at the beach surfing all day, every day. You know, hanging out with dad and uh, and and that's that's about it. That was pretty much uh, the best childhood you could you could even think of. And even now, it's still it it bleeds into who i am today as well so that's that's pretty much it
2: and i'm erie peoples um (laughs) with erie surfboards uh been building boards here in new smyrna beach for the last 32 years and uh pretty much born and raised in this area and tons of surfing and fishing and just loving the environment and life and it's been it's been awesome having all having all the kids and the family surf has been great and you know just teaching surfing and building surfboards i mean it's it's just been a, an art craft all these years and i'm uh blessed to have been able to do it
0: yeah that's awesome it's cool because it seems like it's a, a bit of a legacy for you guys right now mm-hmm. so I guess we'll yeah. start. One of the things that I try that I like to do is kind of tell the story. I mean, from start to finish, not necessarily mm-hmm. around Erie surfboards in particular, but maybe the family in general as well. And, and why surfing is so important to you guys. So where did surfing start for you guys? Did I guess Erie for you, did you grow up doing it? Was it a family affair?
2: Um. Yeah, my uh my dad and all my uncles all surfed. So as a kid growing up you know i got all the hand me down boards you know from those guys and um you know my my grandfather did some surfing and uh got my dad into it and then next thing you know we were just uh building boards and going with it it was just it was it didn't even seem like um that big a deal to me because it was kind of already in our blood and we were doing it. Like my mom surfed as well, like top waves at our inlet with me in her belly. So like I was, I was born to build boards. <laughs> okay. I think you're the first person kidding. I've ever. Yeah. That's, that's
0: awesome. I love that. So then one, What does surfing then mean for you guys? I mean, obviously, it's a family thing. It's your business, right? Growing up with it, I mean, did it build some sort of sense of community that you didn't have? Was it something that kept you out of trouble, into trouble?
1: Oh, man. So that's tough because both. You know, like (laughs) I I would... I mean, I'm old enough now to say this, but I would skip class and go surf if the waves were good, you know. So, i the
2: worst. I would be like Kate. The waves are really good. You should skip class. <laughs> you do not need to go to school today.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was just um, especially you know, like he said, like it was just in my blood. I don't even remember the first time I even stood up on a wave or on a board or anything. It was just it, from a baby to now, and meeting you know all these different people and walks of life it's it's huge the surf community is just so big and beautiful and it it kept us all together really well as it as a family too because like my sister and my brother like we all grew up surfing you know and it was something we got to do with our dad and then we you know we made friends along the way so we all you know got to go and surf together and there's. There's nothing more beautiful than being out in the lineup and just being with your friends and hooting and hollering each other into waves and like, oh, there's a set coming. No, you take this one. You take this one. And my dad, bless his heart, he would always be like, you know, the set would come through and they never say, I mean, they never, they never say, they always say never take the first wave of the set because it's always the biggest and the grossest and you're not going to, it's not going to be fun. But this guy over here is like, hey, first wave, go, go, go. He would go then or he would tell us that one of us would go and then he'd get the best one the next one that's coming through (laughs) that that was just his little you know he'd come and get us with those but it was just it's such a fun thing to do with your friends and your family and it's just it's a beautiful thing it's so it's such a spiritual sport you know it's like you're in the ocean you're literally one with nature and it's it's beautiful
0: so when we talk about spiritual sport, I t- I'm taking notes kind of off to the side, keeping up, right? This is yeah. something that's also fun for me, too, is when you say a spiritual sport, what does that mean to you? And, and if you were to try and articulate to that to somebody that's like, man, surfing seems peaceful to me or, or difficult to me, right? You say it's spiritual. In what way?
1: If anything, just brings peace to me. Like personally, if I can't speak for everyone, but. If I've got something going on in my life, something stressful, something, you know, that's I'm I'm kind of at my breaking point. I my husband is like, hey, let's let's go paddle out, you know, like let's go out, let's go paddle out. I'll go out there and it's almost like being you're 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 weightless, pretty much. You know, you're in the water, you're weightless. You feel like a huge weight is lifted off of you, and your only goal is to focus on the beautiful waves that are coming through. And you forget about everything else for the moment. It's just it's it's a peaceful feeling. I feel like there's nothing else that could be on my mind at the time, other than catching the wave, and making it count. You know, it's it's it really is. It's just peaceful to me personally. What about you? What do you think?
2: No, it it, it it is amazing. Um, sitting out in the water and you're just sitting there and the beauty of the waves coming in. And I mean, like you could be down patrol and the sun's coming up and it's mm-hmm. just, man, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's, it's there for you. And it's right there at your fingertips mm-hmm. and it's absolutely amazing. And it just, it makes you come back over and over again. And it's,
1: yeah. it,
2: um you know, it's just something that only the only surfers, feel it like they get it and it's addictive you get hooked onto it and man you when you first start surfing you will surf every day if you can it's 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 pretty cool yeah but um but yeah i mean the only thing i tell people is come try you know i'm like hey i'll i'll push you in a wave you know (laughs) i'll get you out there it's
1: just different man it's it's it really is beautiful you know
0: yeah it makes me, it makes me kind of stop and think of just a sunset, right? I mean, yeah. granted, I feel like it's a little bit more involved than just sitting and staring, right? I mean, you're actually getting after it. So mm-hmm. I know you're, you mentioned that you'd started building boards when you were pretty young. What is, what did that look like? And what got you started in actually shaping
2: boards? You know, when I was a kid, I watched my dad, we had a Florida room. It's kind of like a uh, screened off area maybe like a porch or like maybe a carport you know we call them Florida rooms here Mm -hmm. and I would I would sit and me and my sister would we'd sit and watch uh, my dad and uncles like out there with a piece of foam and they would make their own boards you know and we it was just so intriguing. And, man, I mean, I grew up through the 70s and 80s where, man, surfing was just it was the shit. It was the coolest thing ever. I had posters, of every surf magazine that came out. You know, these days you don't get the surf magazine. You go online. But, man, I every month I couldn't wait for that poster. And we would literally get that as a Christmas present would be a subscription to surfer or surfing magazine, you know, and every month post that poster up, I man, I have my walls covered. And, uh, you know, I rode for, I started surfing early, you know, with these guys, but I rode for a few surfboard companies. And then, you know, I kept telling my dad, man, dad, I just, this board isn't doing what I want. You know, I just, I wish it would do this. And So one day my dad was just like, hey, man, why don't we just make you one? Let's make it. We'll shape it together and you can put your hands on it and feel it and and get what you want, you know, what you've been looking for. So we, we worked on that first one together. And I am not kidding you. That thing rode so great. I was freaking out. I couldn't believe it. And I was showing other people and they were like, there's no way you just made the surfboard. And I was like, man, I saw that thing in my head before I even touched the phone. And it's, and it's weird how my dad was a big carpenter and I think his hands came to me, you know, and I could, um, (laughs) sorry.
0: No,
1: he
2: passed away a little bit ago yeah my dad passed away but
1: (sighs) he gave you he gave you the crap yeah like he handed that down to you yeah
2: and i I literally i could feel i could feel that board and the energy and every board that i touch i can see it in my head before i'm done with it and i can feel it when I'm screening those rails, I'm like, man, this is a good one. And I always know my dad's right there, you know, big yeah. daddy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, he loved us all. He, It was pretty cool to get to surf with them and stuff. And the kids getting to surf with them and him in the lineup and, you know, all that with us. But, yeah. you know, I really feel like That's he, cool. yeah, I really feel like he gave me those hands to, um, to keep this to keep going, and man, when I started, um when I started building, started shaping, I never looked back. It's been I'm over I'm over twenty thousand five hundred shapes now. You know, I've, I've crossed over the twenty thousand mark. Usually, when people go, man, you shape over twenty thousand, you know, but I'm over twenty thousand boards. Which, you know, when you when you look at all the years, that's a lot of boards. You know, that's a lot of lot of shaping. So um you know i just I, I think about my dad all the time and um yeah. i just you know i go man thank you so much you know i'm not i'm not a banker and i'm not in the hustle of bustle of real estate or something where you're always freaking out i've been blessed with you know just an uh, a, a craftmanship yeah. that's um really really been and, and it makes everyone happy every time someone gets a new board i'm so stoked for them you know i know they're 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 super stoked and i and it's just i'm just passing it on and it, and letting them see what i've enjoyed and what my kids have enjoyed our whole lives getting them into that and i know i know it's been um you know really awesome for 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 now thousands of people and thousands of families you know what what we've what we've done, you know, over the years. So, I mean, I, I, I can't complain at all people that, um, you know, get into something they do and they don't like it or whatever. I've not one time ever complained about, you know, what I've done my whole life and I'm, I'm going to keep doing it until the day I die.
0: Yeah. So when you start shaping and pick things up, it's much more to use the same word spiritual for you. When you start working, I mean, are you trying to find a specific place in yourself to start working to keep kind of pushing that emotion and feeling forward that you want other people to have? Or are you looking at it very logically and saying, okay, I feel this particular thing and I'm going to shape it this way?
2: You know what? Sometimes I literally, whatever design or whatever board I'm shaping, I will put that music on almost. And Mm -hmm. I will, I will put so much energy into that board if I'm making a short board for the kids you know I might have some punk rock going jamming out you know and then if I'm making a single fin long board I might have some Led Zeppelin rocking you know (laughs) and I and I play all kinds of different music all day long as I'm you know working on that each and every board and and I'll tell you, 99% of every board that I'm making is a custom for somebody. Mm-hmm. I rarely build any stock boards. Like, if someone called me right now, What do you have in stock? I'd be like, Nothing. What do you want made? What do you
1: want?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? What color do you want? What do you, how do you want the board to ride? Tell me about yourself. I actually talk to each and every person. I have notes on every board with the person's name with it so they can call me years later and say hey i got board number 6500 and i can look it up and go oh yeah i remember that you know and here it is so i try to like do it a little different than you know if you went and bought a china board somewhere you know it just did that thing doesn't have heart and soul in it
0: yeah so I I pulled up your website a little bit yesterday kind of in between everything. Are you shaping everything by hand?
2: I did about 12,000 boards by hand and then I got to the point where I couldn't keep up with orders and I couldn't and I was I was I was one of those guys I was really against the CNC shaping machines. I was like, "Man, no way. I'm not ever doing that." But eventually, I found out to keep up with these, a lot of professional surfers and a lot of guys that want the same board over and over again, I eventually got a machine and I said, okay, this can rough shape the board out for me and get it really close, then I can go in and spend more time fine-tuning. I noticed that after you plane about 10 or 11 boards out with a planer, You know, by the time you start hand shaping, you know, you're kind of worn out, like you're just you're screening different. You're kind of tired where I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this machine get me to that point. But it's going to be so precise and so perfect to the last one they got. When I when I clean it up, they're going to get the same board or whatever little changes. You know, it's really hard to make a 16th of a change with your planer um, and and keep that person on the right equipment they've had for years and you know times have changed just about every company out there that are doing big numbers or are doing more customs reputable designs repeatable designs for these pro guys you you have to be on top of their equipment so i would say probably the last, and now I do shape, now, and then. I'll, I'll, I'll shape some hand shapes, mm-hmm. I still got my planer, I have hundreds of templates, you know, and I'll get in there, and I'll, I'll shape something cool by hand, um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff right now is off the machine, which I still have to design each and every one of those, um, it's almost a little harder, <laughs> you know, using all the, uh, all the technical stuff on that software yeah Yeah. it's pretty it's pretty crazy but i'm learning you know i'm learning it i've I've done a lot over the years so but yeah i mean i don't know i think half or over half were hand-shaped and now you know a lot of computer shapes yeah
0: i did rough finger math you were making 640 boards a year which is about two a day nonstop. that seems nuts to me
2: Well, the crazy thing is at one time, um, I want to say maybe 2005, see before, um, out of nowhere, the China board started coming from China, Mm -hmm. out of nowhere and flooding the shops, which put a big dent in our production, you know, because now all of a sudden this cheaper stuff was coming in and we were like, whoa, what is going on? But before that, or I would say 2004, 2005, before Clark phone went out of business, we were doing 2,500 boards a year and I was shaping 10 or 12 a day, a day, nonstop. That's all I did. Hand shape 10 or 12 boards every day. And if I didn't, I mean, we had to, we had to, we had to, I had to shape 65 or more every week to keep just, just to keep everything going in the factory and you know i look back now and i go how was i doing that
1: how right
2: was I that, that screams arthritis to me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> totally worn out totally worn out like i would stand in front of my wall looking at all the orders, crying pulling my hair out like oh my god how am i doing this
0: better busy but, uh, than bored though
2: yeah yeah and then in between that all oh, the waves are good at the inlet yeah. <laughs> you know and then and then everyone's like don't go surf because you know the inlet's so like sharky you know like if you get bit what are we gonna do you know you can't you can't you know you can't surf you're not allowed to you what? can
0: still you can still shape in a uh, in a cast right i could
2: do it i could do it, it out. yeah I've don't seen people money. do some
0: crazy things without without arms and stuff I mean teach their own right
2: yeah, yeah right no.
0: so then our major uh, I guess the folks that use your boards then I mean are they your average Joe surfer that likes just to get out on the weekends you guys big I don't are they tournaments competitions
2: Both yeah. I mean a lot a lot of it's your average guy you know a lot of a lot of the stuff we're building for your everyday guy or the weekend warrior guy you know mm-hmm. but we do build a lot team for comp- yeah, we have, yeah. Team, we have a really good team yeah and a bunch of good team writers and um you know they're doing competitions all around the world i mean they're it's it's non-stop so like what i try to do is a week of production stuff that's going to stores or wherever it's going and then i try to run a week of customs or team boards
0: you know Okay, so maybe a a couple. So one of my favorite questions because I'm thinking about it right now. I've got a couple that I'm thinking about. Maybe maybe we'll start here. One is uh, for somebody that maybe is trying to pick their first surfboard, get into it, has never surfed before, looking to give it a shot. What advice would you have for them?
2: You know, I would tell them to start on a longboard. You know, something long and wide and thick that's real stable because you want that you want your first few rides to be memorable but super fun and to keep you surfing so Mm -hmm. like if you try to learn on a short board you're not going to catch any waves you're going to go over the falls every time you're going to get you know, held under, you're going to go, I'm never surfing again. So I say, start on something big, like a nine Oh, like a nine foot surf longboard. And, um, and then work your way down gradually. You know, as you get better and better, you can work your way down. And then eventually you can get down to something shorter if you want to go that route, you know, but I mean, a lot of people end up like longboarding and then they go, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to stay on longboards. Yeah. You know, just, you know, they just stick on the fun stuff, you know, they're out having a good time. I try to tell everybody, I really preach having a good time, you know, just have a good time. You're out there. It's great exercise. Just, you know, make it fun. Don't, don't stress out, you know?
0: Yeah. So that actually, and this might be good, a good question for the both of you is, um, you've been in the industry for a long time, right? How have you continued to make it a good time and not burnout because that's something I've experienced and other things that I've done where you make it your life and it's the only thing, but you burn out. How have you kind of kept the, the spark
2: going? You know, there's so much technology and like new designs that are coming out. So all the time you're trying to make something better or you're trying to do something new. Or you're trying to do some new resin tint colors and you're just, you know, you're always trying to push your guys to the next level. So every time you turn around, you know, I'm I'm thinking, what can I do different or what can I do next? Or, you know, the whole art aspect of everything. Um really keeps you on your toes and keeps you going like you can't really there's no way to just like kind of stall out and just do one thing like it just progresses so much non-stop that you're just going 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 and there's all these other avenues with the paddle boards and the wake surfers and everything going on you're just man i mean you don't have a minute to stop
1: yeah, and so, too from uh from like the surfer's perspective, like from 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 my perspective, it's like you've gotta accept the fact that you're not going to succeed every single time. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of acceptance that's involved. It's like you're gonna fall, you're gonna eat shit, you know, like you're gonna wipe out. That's okay. That's like half of the fun of it. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you, you wipe out, you wake up, or you stand up, you're laughing, your buddies are laughing, whatever. You've yeah. gotta accept the fact that it's just fun you know and and that's kind of what keeps the spark there it's just accepting that you're not going to nail it every single time but you're out there you know and it's just the the aspect of the, the hanging out with your friends and hanging out with your family and just being in the water and standing up and the feeling of catching that wave like i honestly once you get that feeling that spark will always be there that's my personal experience is i have never once not stop i've never once stopped thinking about surfing you know and 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 too i've got buddies who who started surfing and you know they don't have a dad who shapes surfboards they didn't grow up in that lifestyle but they think about it nonstop as well you know they're just like we love the feeling that it gives us we love how much fun we have and you know it's just it's a blast and that's that the spark will always be there once you get into it there's there's no getting rid of it it's like a virus <laughs>
0: I'm thinking about it now, like, man, that actually sounds fun because I feel it's like <laughs> this is also maybe a dumb question because I feel like I've started to pick up hobbies that are have a much higher likelihood of killing me than actually you know, enjoying <laughs> them. I don't know how how that stacks up against surfing, though, like in terms of danger. I don't feel like I mean, you've got drowning potentially get knocked out and obviously sharks. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't know the percentage of like <laughs> chance that we're looking at.
1: Oh, I mean, if you're if you're paddling and, you know, say you paddle out, out in like Portugal or like Porto Escondido or something where the waves are like 30, 40, 50 feet and just crazy, that I could see then, you know, there is some there's some chance of, you know, that happening. But for the most part, if you're just going out front, you know, like the, the biggest you're surfing is six to eight feet. That's as big as it really gets. And it's like, yeah, you'll wipe out a few times, but... If you know how to swim, you know how to hold your breath. You'll be all right, you know. And the thing too with like the thing too with like the sharks is where we live, New Smyrna Beach. (laughs) Believe it or not, is the shark bite capital of the world.
2: If I don't see a shark, (laughs) if I surf and I don't see a shark, I'm I'm like, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah.
1: So it's yeah, but that's only because that I mean they're so. They're so acclimated to us now that it's like you can walk around and you can walk right by them and they'll swim by you. But most of the shark bites are from somebody stepping on them and them turning around and getting defensive. So it's nothing like, I mean, it's you're out in the environment, you're out in the wild. So there's a chance something can happen. I don't want to say there isn't, but for the most part, like it's just, it's so relaxing.
0: Yeah. So maybe before we move on into some fun stories throughout all of your experience, whether that's growing up in kind of the lifestyle, starting the business, kind of running it or just surfing or competing, what were, what, what what would you say this may be my favorite loaded question? What's maybe one thing that you've learned or wish you would have known going into it that you're like, damn, reflecting on it now, I wish somebody would have told me about this.
1: That's a great question. My favorite
2: loaded question.
1: That's a really good question. Yeah, man. What do I wish somebody would have told me? I you go first. I was I gonna say
2: guys. I wish I would have maybe made surfboards in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Somewhere where it's like really good all the time yeah. because I love surfing so much and I'm always like, man, if I had, why why New Smyrna? I mean I love it here but how did i get how did i get put in this spot oh i know why sometimes i look back and i think about you know being a surfer sometimes um you're in the water and like people you know we have rip currents and people are um you know
1: and to go back as well on on your original question like something that if i could if i could inform others now is something that I wasn't aware of was the amount of the amount of shape that your body should be in for surfing is immeasurable. Like you don't, you don't think it, you know, but you are out there and you get worn out. You're paddling, you're pushing up, you're standing, your adrenaline's going, your heart rate is through the roof. Like you may not even know it, but it is. And that's something that I didn't, you know, notice at first. And maybe it's helped me, you know, throughout my life, but being older now, especially, I say that as if I'm like 50 years old, But like being like older now, I can, I can feel it in my body, you know, like it takes a lot out of you, you know, like you, you've got to be in, you got to be in shape if you want to really get after it, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you, uh, do you guys train like, like other than just surfing? I mean, do you guys do like different programming, stretching, or is it just, you do it every day and this is life for you?
1: Um, so I'm kind of like, Man, I'll I'll go on bike rides, I'll go on runs, I'll do like little workouts here and there, I'll stretch here and there, I'll do some yoga and stuff, but mainly, like the main thing is like your breathing and like your arm, your arm muscles, your arm strength. Those are like the main two things, Um, your lungs and your, your arms are like the biggest thing. So, you know, my husband and I, we try to, we work on our breathing a lot. It's all about, you know, not only working out your body, but your brain too. It's all, it's all up in here as well. You know, and um, so, I mean, our thing really is just like surf and then bike or even even just going on like an hour walk every night will do so much for you and um, your respiratory system. And um, so, I mean, you don't have to go crazy in the gym. You don't have to, you know, go on like rocks and, and stuff like that. But if you if you just give yourself, you know, a little time out of the week to like go on walks, go on a run, go on a bike ride. Uh, do some push-ups, you know, nothing crazy, but it, it helps so much, like way more than you would think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I've noticed that too, a little bit. Cause I used to hit the gym hard because mm-hmm. that was like all I did. And then I started yeah. doing other things where it was like, I don't need to be big and strong. I need to be able to like focus, hold on and stay lean. Right. Yeah. And like even just walking like tonight after this, I'm going to go to the gym. I'll probably hit the stairs for half hour, 45 minutes, stretch, Mm -hmm. foam roll, all that good stuff, maybe some abs. And it's like I feel way better in the evenings after doing that than like, okay, laying down, watching a movie. Right. Simple. It's very simple activity, but still.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean,
2: paddling. I'm telling you, you go paddle for an hour, and duck diving, and just paddling, just paddling alone. You are, you are, you will burn so many calories. And sometimes I'm like, my watch keeps going. You have a swim record, you know. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm not swimming, but it just thinks they're like, oh my god, what are you doing? (laughs) There's, there's, and you're using every, every every muscle. Paddling. paddling yeah your you're, you're arching your back you're yeah. paddling your arms you get out of the water man you're sunburned and you are like holy cow what did i do and your arms feel great your whole body feels unreal and then like the next day you get up and you're like let's do it again let's go <laughs> it's great
0: i love it well i want to be respectful of your guys' time um is there i know i kind of feel like we talked about quite a few different things is there anything that's left unsaid that you guys feel is important for this evening?
1: So one major thing that I, you know, that I feel is extremely important is movement is medicine, man, you know? And, um, and that's another thing too. Like I was, I was asked by Ashley Vickers to join the until death collective team. And um, that community of people is absolutely beautiful and one of the main major things that they push is movement movement is medicine and um and and i'm i'm blessed to be a part of that team because i bring in the surfing aspect you know i bring in how surfing correlates with movement and um if i could if i could tell anybody anything man it's like if you can get out in the water doesn't matter what you're doing the ocean and you know or lakes, or whatever, if, if you've got a body of water nearby, go, go get out there, even if you don't get in, sit by a body of water somewhere. And it is it walk there, run there, ride your bike there, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it does so much for your mind, your body, your soul. And uh, if that's one thing that surfing has ever done for me, it has made me feel more human than anything has ever made me feel in my life. And it's a beautiful thing. So if I could push anybody out there who is thinking of trying or is who uh, might be a little scared to just start or doesn't know where to start, just go. Just start. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Just get out there. Go figure, figure something out. And if, if anyone has questions, hit us up. Hit us, you know, email us. Find yeah, our website. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram if anyone has questions or anything. Whatever. It just just do it,
2: you know. That's that's all I can say. I I also think like you know, there is a little bit of danger and excitement with yeah,
1: you know that's what's important. Okay. You know,
2: that also you know pushes you mm-hmm. into what you're doing. So you know, I I once you try it, I think you'll be like you know trying something new and you're like wow this this is a little out of my comfort zone yeah. you know it is mother nature it is the ocean and uh i feel like if you uh, if you can conquer the ocean you can conquer anything mm-hmm. so you know you get out there and get a few waves and you're like i did it mm-hmm. you, you, know? Like you know yeah, it's not so bad I, you know had a great time and yeah you know i just i feel like i i don't know I, it's almost like sometimes you go you live in florida and you don't surf <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't know what you're missing man. <laughs> that's, how that's how i sorry. feel out here it's so fun with uh skiing and surfing or skiing and snowboarding it's like literally half an hour yeah. and it's like I, I i do other things but i haven't tried yeah haven't gotten into
2: skiing and and snowboarding yet but Uh, gotta go snowboarding i've never done it all my guys have all snowboarded and they're like it's so close to surfing it's so rad it's just different with their feet and everything but they're like and you're not like timing catching a wave you know but they go it is so much fun it's that it's like right there so
0: I've tried it. I tried. I tried it a couple times snowboarding, and I liked it because, like, I longboarded in college and stuff. So I mean, it's not too dissimilar, you know, to that and wakeboarding. But I'm also on a budget, and some of the passes <laughs> here are like two or I think I think it's a grand for a a, a pass. And I'm oh, like, crap. I'm like, dude, I have to pay hey, rent still. The <laughs> beach, the beach is free,
1: right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I I great. have I jump on bulls on Tuesday nights and they're twenty five bucks a head. So, <laughs> hey, wow.
1: <laughs> so, um, That's, yeah. that works.
0: <laughs> but anyways, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and and share. So.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. This
0: is this yeah, is great. Thanks. Wonderful. Yeah, it's super awesome. Kate Erie, once again, thank you guys for taking the time to sit down and share your story with me. I hope everybody listening, I hope you all took some good information away. And uh, looking forward to the next interview. I've got a couple uh, that I'm working on. Otherwise, I hope to uh, see you all here soon. Please leave a like, rating, review, all the good stuff, and we will catch you next time.